Welcome to Flash Drive Weekly. Two wins in a row. Who is this team? But we have a new DP and a new head coach. Will that keep that train going forward? We're getting all that more coming up. Welcome to the show, Flash Drive Fam. I'm AJ, and returning is Mark. Back again. And wherever it is you get your pods, subscribe, share, and leave us a good rating. This segment is sponsored by Thinking Man Tavern, a cozy Decatur neighborhood pub. Grab a tasty beverage from a wide variety of selections and a plate of something delicious from the menu to go. Check out Thinking Man Tavern. Firestar fam, you know the drill. We have a Patreon. Join us at patreon.com slash ACLUCDFanTV and help support us from a ground level. But guys, let's get into the match review. LAFC, and it was, yeah... Ooh, you know, you go in thinking like, okay, this is going to be really, really tough. And yeah, I mean, for large parts of it, it's fairly even. Mm-hmm. But uh, at the end of the day, we pull it off with three points, two wins on the bounce. Not too shabby, especially, uh, you know, with the new head coach coming in. Joseph Martinez returning, and he, of course, scores the goal for us. With a well-worked goal, yes. I think, uh, yeah, Oof. definitely was beautiful to the eye for sure. Mm-hmm. Had the fans up in anticipation. Yes, but uh, yeah, let's uh, let's get quickly, you know, because we haven't been doing fan cams for a minute. So yeah, obviously. yeah, right, right, right. Let's get your thoughts, Mark. Yeah, it's um, it was a struggle. I know, um, you know, I think being able to go back and watch the highlights afterwards uh, did help. Yeah, the the match honestly was a struggle. I think LASC had the better of the chances in the first half, even though Atlanta had more of the ball. Uh, so, you know, I think uh, the defense, and one thing too I think is maybe underrated, is that uh, the sun was in the eyes of uh, Brad Guzan and the defenders in the first half. So um, that's an element that they wouldn't necessarily be used to. Uh, I guess uh, not gonna... only Brad Grizan's face oh and eyes and whatever. Oh uh, everybody else that was in the supporter section <laughs> and surrounding, uh, yeah, definitely melting like uh, just hot wax. We were just... filleting, man. I mean, we 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 had to move. We had to find a different spot for the second yeah. half. Otherwise, was... your boys would have passed out, and you wouldn't have this episode. Because <laughs> we... we wouldn't know what happened. <laughs> Pretty but... much. <laughs> um, but yeah, no, it's. Um... But, I mean, to score right at the beginning of the second half, and such a beautiful goal. I mean, like, Moreno stealing a man's soul, and then uh, that that distribution to Barco, and to... A little to, bit of a lucky kind of uh, deflection, a little bit off the defender. But yeah, yeah, hey, right, exactly. Uh, I mean, because, you know, at the end of the day, it's a running behind from Barco that uh, that creates the goal. Exactly. And, uh, and, you know, just work, seeing those three work in tandem to create, combine, and uh, create for that goal... Uh, you know, especially against uh, an LA defense that had kept Atlanta United out for the most part in the first half, I think so. Um, and then beyond that, it was you know mostly a grind. Uh, Guzan was definitely the more busy of the keepers. Uh, he was definitely calling the action a few times. I think he was solid overall. Maybe one or two spills that was a little bit eh. But at the end of the day, it's a clean sheet. Uh, I'm not gonna complain too much. And I mean, for me, you know, LAFC came in struggling. And I felt like if Atlanta United are seriously going to make a playoff, you know, spot push, they have to win games like this, you know. Yeah. And so, and we'll get into Toronto as well, who kind of are in the same boat. Mm-hmm. But uh, yeah, you know, I think it was a win that they had to get, and they did it. And you know, I think, uh, I think a final, just I guess a final thought for this part. You know, uh, I know there's some trepidation about bringing in Pineda mm-hmm. now. Um, 
but I think actually now is a good time to for the next head coach to take over. And I think there has to be a certain level of responsibility shown by the players. You know, it's like okay, you didn't agree with the the previous coach and his methods, whatever, fine. But at the end of the day, like this is still a pretty good team on paper. And so, you know, there's a certain level, there should be like a baseline in terms of performance that we should expect from the players. Yeah. And, you know, when it all clicks and they have a good coaching song, maybe we see the full potential, but at least like a baseline of, okay, this is what we're capable of. Yeah. yeah. And to your point about the talented players, yeah, definitely there's three DPs on the pitch. Uh, well, technically, right. uh, Luis Arujo, or Arujo, uh, still learning how to say it, but uh, essentially, yeah, you know, you have a former DP in Alan Franco. I mean, yeah, basically you have a full strength in terms of like, you know, the top level, you know, type of talent on the squad. You should be able to uh, be a side that hasn't won in six games. And so definitely, you know, they do enough here. Uh, and it's still for the most part, uh, Rob Valentino's kind of, uh, you know, let the players play and uh, allow them to, you know, be in the best positions that they are on the pitch to do the most damage against a team and yeah like how many times have we been able to see uh Ezekiel Barker running behind I mean Joseph Martinez be in that spot uh that we know he is just so deadly in right it's been few and far between this season and of course yeah last season where yeah, Joseph Martinez was not present obviously so right 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 uh you know it really I think uh you know when you have the pieces together, I mean, when you even have an interim head coach, like, that's, yeah, it, it speaks, I think, to the level of, um, you know, how important the players are to this degree. Yeah. And also, uh, yeah, I mean, you know, like you're saying, the uh, this kind of change that uh, the team is going to go through, it is going to put the onus on the players. Pretty much, they have to show up. They have to, um, you know, prove that, well, they're good players. And that's, yeah, right. that whole, you know, coach thing, it's not just that, uh, you know, just every bit of this just sucks or something. But, uh, but it's also, you know, uh, yeah, I can already hear the still, but, but Boca out. But, yes, it is, uh, yeah, these players do have talent. They should, and, uh, you know, they have the ability to, uh, be able to perform and that's what they have to do otherwise yeah Boca is out already probably uh, for the most part most people want him out but the players uh, definitely have targets on their back too right. and uh, that's my point here but yeah uh, so I mean what's interesting I think uh, throughout this match I think is something that um, you know there's some substitutions that are at maybe the outset a little a little bit of a head-scratcher for me, at least. Uh, I mean, Ronald Hernandez didn't play too horribly, but he gets subbed off for Brooks Lennon. Uh, and he comes on. Uh, not, a, not a huge factor, really. Uh, probably still getting his legs underneath him right. after uh, coming back from injury. Right. Maybe that's what it really was, was to give him a run-out. Right. Uh, as, yeah, it seems like probably they're going to be, you know, kind of the right-back until... Uh, the right-backs kind of by committee until somebody really wins the job again. Right. Because, yeah, to be fair... Brooks Lennon, when he was out, Ronald Hernandez did a job. He did. And uh, yeah. could you pick between the two? I mean, I mean, so actually in my lineup. Uh, <laughs> don't give that away. Yeah, but. right, right, right. <laughs> um, at the moment, I, I don't know if you necessarily bench Hernandez, you know. 
So uh, that I mean that much I would say you know I wouldn't necessarily Ben Fernandez. So yeah. but yeah okay yeah. So we'll find out uh, you know who Mark chooses for the next eleven at right back. But uh, yeah I mean you have I think all in all uh, you know a pretty I think uh, defensively sound match. Mm -hmm. uh, the one disallowed goal aside, I think you know yeah. we for the most part didn't. Uh, Maybe we weren't too stretched. We weren't, uh, you know, found out by any means. And so it's kind of, it's a good building block of, uh, you know, the smallest winning streak possible. But Right, yeah, <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. But it is one of those, we'll take the positives, we'll move forward with them. Absolutely. But uh, I think by far some of the most interesting things about this match, I think, happened off the pitch. Because uh, during, I believe, halftime, or at least maybe after the match, just Martinez, uh, he gets, um, you know, from a fan, this amazing portrait of him on a king card. Uh, yeah, so freaking good. And uh, it's just, like, brilliant. I mean, it's, it's massive. It's like... It's so good. And it, I was yeah. trying to get a good look at it. it that's a canvas, right? That's, that's a canvas. And hand, like... Yeah. Oh, my God. It's, that's amazing talent. Amazing. Yeah, truly. And uh, and also, uh, I think, what Joseph Martinez said after the match, and, uh, ooh, were there a lot of things that were gold... Every, like every single time Joseph Martinez speaks. Yeah, man. But uh, anyway, we'll get into that just slightly after I get into a little bit of this. So Joseph Martinez, he scored his fifth goal of the match. Uh, first one at Mercedes-Benz Stadium since October 24th, 2019. So nearly two years. I mean, it's, uh, yeah, it's a long time coming. And I mean, yeah, you'll find out what he says a little bit afterwards if you haven't caught it. But um, yeah, I mean, it's just... Like that's that's tough mentally on a on a player, right? You know, to uh, to who you know he's a guy who loves scoring and loves scoring at home, and he hasn't you know in that long. It's it's yeah. very very tough mentally, I'm sure. But yeah. uh, Barco got his third assist of the season, and then Goose got his fourth clean sheet of the season. Uh, also, the Tifo was the South got something to say with all of our trophies in some of the letters. Loved it. That was a good one. Shout out to Iron uh, Iron Tooth yeah, man. for uh, for designing it. Apparently, yeah. anyway. But uh, and also Luis Arujo was unveiled in front of the crowd of sixty seven thousand plus in the middle of the pitch by Darren Eels. So yeah, definitely. Uh, yeah, he still has some of the visa issues that he's got to work out. He'll eventually join the team. But uh, yeah, I mean, definitely. You know, two on the bounce. Let's keep it rolling. But uh, yeah, our next match is against Toronto FC on Wednesday, and we'll have that match preview later on for you in the show. But let's get into what was said afterwards, and uh, yeah, it's definitely brilliant, brilliant thing. So let's get into the news, and uh, yeah, Jose Martinez, yeah, he uh, he talked about a lot of things, but he uh, he said the club shouldn't change because of player or coach. The club has to be the club. Many mistakes were made that shouldn't happen again. We're a little tired of the same story. I think what Pineda has done in Seattle will slap us with humility. He also uh, said and talked about his ACL injury uh, last year and you know, kind of pretty much in December as well where he was still dealing with complications. But I uh, said his serious complications were related to scar tissue and an infection that resulted in three surgeries in five days in December. Ooh. And uh, said he seriously considered quitting football or soccer. So, yeah, that's uh, we're absolutely glad he didn't. 
But uh, my God, yeah, it's uh, that's just part of the whole, you know, uh, rehab and also, um, you know, this part of the process that most people just don't understand of it. That there's a lot of hard times after you uh, get an ACL tear and then you know you have to recover and you have to pretty much wait it out. It's like some guys might be able to come back in six months, but most, yeah, it's about a year, year plus that right. uh, you actually get back to the normal. Right. But uh, he also said, uh, this one, ooh, really spicy. Uh, Joseph Martinez, he said that he wishes he was still playing with Julian Russell. <laughs> what do you think about that, man? Like, is he trying to throw some shit out? Like, what, what's happening? Uh, mm, you know, you could, uh, I guess you could look at this and say, all right, he made one power play with uh, the manager. <laughs> Ooh, okay. Now he's going after uh, the director or, you know, the, the, you know, the okay. person who got rid of Gressel. Now, I mean, uh, it's understandable as to why he would miss him, though. I mean, yeah, that, that combination was lethal. I mean, Gressel, uh, he had a moment the other week where he stole, you know, he... Made, he stole the pass down the right wing and then like played a beautiful ball in from the right as he as he ought to do yeah, yeah. As, as we've known him to do so uh, he's always had that um, I personally have always defended the move of uh, going from Gressel to Lennon because I think what you I think Lennon's not a bad player and I think it was worth it considering what you saved in that contract but it was just you know uh, they haven't been able to play together on the pitch very much right. and uh, yeah there is, yeah, there's a difference in the maybe level of service for right. sure. Uh, yeah, obviously, Brooks Lennon does cross a lot. Right. Maybe the uh, the types of balls just aren't as similar to what Joseph Martinez requires either when yeah. they have been together on the pitch. But yeah, no, I, I feel like what you mean. But yeah, um, yeah, one more, uh, maybe even spicier. Uh, Joseph said that Barco is like his son, and that uh, when he was reminded that he calls Orlando, uh, you know, his son, or, you know, he's their daddy, he asked, uh, or he said that, uh, you know, Barco and Orlando are brothers, and he also said that uh, he had to ask Brad Guzan because he's the mom. <laughs> okay. I mean, <laughs> you know, we we'll just try to decipher, I don't know, I don't know if we can really unpack what he means here. <laughs> I mean, Joseph. I think he's just talking out of his ass, but yeah. man, it's, it's good, it's good sounding shit, though. I mean, <laughs> But anyway, uh, let's move on into the announced head coach. Uh, and so uh, Gonzalo Pineda, he is official uh, after a little bit of speculation and whatnot. Uh, you know, he was not present during one of the matches uh, as an assistant coach and all that. He's now official. He will be with us through the 2024 season. Uh, well, under contract anyway. Uh, we'll see if he does the job to right. be able to be with us right. through the 24-24 season. But uh, Valentino will be the assistant still, uh, and Liam Curran, uh, the goalkeeping coach, will return as well. Uh, and uh, Pineda will bring on Diego De La Torre, uh, and he recently served as head coach of Cafe Lateros de Chiapas in Mexico. And, uh, yeah, I mean, uh, Valentino... Doing a great job in kind of uh, pretty much six matches. He will still uh, be the head coach until after Toronto FC. But um, yeah, in terms of some of the little uh, bits, uh, Eels, he was uh, asked why and if this, you know, kind of LA United's normal approach with kind of more bigger names as head coaches, they went with a little bit more of a, what would say maybe safe 
kind of MLS hire, uh, one that knows the league very much and all that. He said, quote, with every hire, there's going to be an element of risk. Uh, and he mentions the knowledge of MLS that Panetta has as well as the long-term commitment he offers. Do you agree with, you know, what Daniel's saying here? here? Yeah, I, uh, I mean, in a way, you know, what I tweeted basically is that this is a big hire in its own right. You know what I mean? Uh, Pineda is a well-respected assistant coach, decorated playing career, coming from the best organization in the league. You know, so uh, I think that, that that's a stacked resume in and of itself. Um, what I would also say is it is it can be difficult to build a culture if you keep hiring coaches who are looking at MLS as a springboard back to Europe or mm. to Europe if they haven't been there yet. Mm. You know, so, you know, like the board you could have seen leaving after two or three successful years. Certainly, Hainsey, I think, was pretty open about his ambitions. You know, so it's like that's all well and good. But I think to create some continuity somewhere along the line, I think, I think a hire like Pineda, uh, yeah, can pay off, can pay off the bins. And I appreciate them, you know, going in a different direction, but still being ambitious with the hire. Mm -hmm. Yeah, and that's pretty much like uh, when Pineda was asked, like, uh, yeah, he, I think, kind of, I think, mirrors what the sentiment is around the league that LA United is a big job because he said, quote. When you're offered LA United, you go for it. I mean, that's just, uh, I think, speaks for itself there. Right. Uh, and then also, I mean, uh, with that, I mean, you have uh, essentially a coach that uh, through pretty much all of the kind of, uh, you know, references that you hear around the league, a lot of people on Twitter were just like, this is a great hire. This is a guy who, uh, you know, is kind of, uh, how has he not been hired yet, really? Right. And, that's the thing. I mean, yes, there will be the the naysayers of this, but there's also, yeah, it's also we need to question still, you know, Boca and Eels here, like, have they made the right hire? Sure. Uh, because, yes, like, he is unproven. Right. He does not have an actual coaching pedigree beyond being an assistant coach. Yeah. And whether he does have the tactical acumen of being able to um, you know, set the tactics for each match. Right. I mean, what this reminds me of a lot is Mikel Arteta and Arsenal, him of Man City, of course, as you know, Pep's pretty much right-hand man. And so, uh, whether you agree with that or not, <laughs> is a whole different thing. <laughs> but uh, <laughs> the argument for it is fair, I think. It just to have my team associated with Arsenal in any way just. Hurts Listen, the, no, no, the, the parallels right now, uh, the U-shape passing, the ineptitude in attack, I mean, it's it's rife. Uh, so, I mean, the only big, big difference right now is Arthur Blank versus the Crockies. Yeah. And that's, I think, uh, very obvious uh, if you follow, um, you know, just any of that type of sort. But uh, Arthur Blank, obviously, is just uh, kind of the... The most respectable of like you know big examples of owners in the league that uh, yeah you uh, hope to have right indeed but yeah maybe uh, hopefully Pineda has a uh, Tuchel like effect yeah, yeah hopefully so <laughs> and we'll take that yeah we're not in the Champions League but yeah we'll take some sort of tournament win like yeah, yeah. Uh, MLS playoffs yeah absolutely yeah. well I'll absolutely take that for sure <laughs> but anyway uh, so. Let's uh, get a little bit into uh, why Gonzalo Pineda, he was not there uh, being an assistant coach on that last match and why he's not quite here quite yet. 
uh, he will join on Thursday uh, is because he caught COVID last week. So yeah, you have that issue, but uh, not really a huge issue. He will coach the team and he will uh, be at the helm against DC United over the weekend. But uh, yeah, moving on from that, uh, you have uh, yeah you have Tiago Almeida. This uh, bit that uh, Fabrizio Romano he said that uh, LA United already are working to sign him in January, which is kind of already we all know. But I mean, this just has to be said. Fabrizio Romano is uh, yeah he's reporting on LA United news like on the daily. It is. Yeah, it's something. No, I, uh, I'm i not going to lie. I was shocked to see that. Though I follow Fabrizio Romano for Chelsea news and European-related football news. So the fact that he's um, reporting Karen. on Atlanta United news. I mean, like, it is technically related to Europe in the it sense is. of... Yeah, because Marseille, they, are they? Uh, apparently, they're not. You know, and so, yeah. Almeida, it's pretty much... he He's, you know, we're trying to sign him. Yeah. And so, whether it's going to happen or not... I mean, and it goes to show you, I think, uh, Ligue 1 and the, the TV deal shenanigans that they're struggling with at the moment. Uh, you know, so a lot of teams are struggling financially. And so uh, an MLS team like LA United is able to get uh, a winger from, from Lille and possibly this uh, Tiago model from Marseille. So. Yeah, or not Marseille, no, but, well, uh, but let's start, Phil, sorry. Yeah. But yeah, anyway. Uh, so... Moving on from that, uh, Jurgen Dom, he apparently was offered to Club America in exchange for Renato Ibarra, uh, but, uh, and that's according to John Sutcliffe, that he didn't want to go to Club America. Jurgen Dom, he responded to his own transfer rumor on Twitter, <laughs> and he said, at no time did I refuse, uh, this is all translated from uh, Spanish, obviously, things just didn't work out. I consider Club America a very big and important team for which I have great respect. Readings. Uh, obviously, he's probably he got a lot of shit from uh, a lot of people and uh, on Twitter, and so that's probably why he was like, "Yep, uh, I'm gonna I'm gonna need to address this." And, uh, <laughs> I actually do care about Club America, right, but uh, right, right. I, I think is it a, is it a surprise that uh, yeah? So Carlos Bocanegra, he was quoted as saying that yeah, they're not gonna make any moves uh, for players outgoing, and then he apparently <laughs> is and not even apparently he addressed it. Right, he was shopped to Club America. Like, uh, yeah, is this surprising to you? Like, is this? Uh... Um, I, I didn't expect it. I mean, the fact that it was, uh, you know, the fact that Club America, I guess, put it that way, the fact that Club America even considered it, uh, is interesting because he is making a lot of money. Um, I'm not surprised that Lane United tried to get rid of him. You know what I mean? Uh, but been on the fringes lately on the team. Hasn't really started and. Really long time. I don't mean like with uh, Araujo coming in, you yeah. know, I don't see that changing anytime soon. So, yeah, it's probably wise too. But uh, yeah, Boca, you know, maybe caught in another lie. But okay, <laughs> this one, I can forgive probably because you're right. trying to get rid of an outgoing player. Or right. You're a going a player that should be outgoing in that sense. But right, and you're not. You're trying not to give up your leverage. Yeah. Right. And uh, so moving on from that, uh, Dom, he. Did mention about Gonzalo Pineda on Passion W uh, or W maybe uh, he wrote or said I'm happy he's made a name for himself here in MLS and he's a great coach we're Mexicans but there is no advantage I just I have to work just like everyone else to earn a place so yeah we'll see if uh, yeah he will become a part of uh, yeah Gonzalo Pineda's plans but uh, anyway moving on from that 
uh, during the Atlanta United match on Sunday, Darren Eels, he said at halftime, uh, Owen Wilson promised me an Atlanta United win. Uh, Owen Wilson, obviously the actor, uh, most recently of Loki. But uh, yeah, so he's welcome back to MLS, or MBS rather, wrapping the five traps anytime he likes. 17s were amazing again, kept our team going in the second half and helped us ride out a huge win. Thank you. Uh, I don't know if you're an Owen Wilson fan or like, you know, uh, Wedding Crashers fan. I mean, for sure. Love seeing Owen Wilson in LA United kits. Uh, yeah, so he, basically he crashed the uh, the party at uh, the Benz and yeah. Apparently this is the thing now. Yeah. I mean, it's just like, yeah, so many celebrities just, uh, I mean, it's probably also aided because a lot of Marvel stuff is shot in Atlanta, right. and yeah, he's probably just chilling. So, right. yeah. uh, anyway, moving on from that, LA United 2, they earned three points on the road, and they defeated Sporting KC 4-1 on Saturday, and uh, Philip Goodrum, he scored two goals and registered an assist, and Darwin Mateus and Tyler Wolf each netted a goal as well. Tyler Wolf is on fire. Mm. And uh, yeah, Robbie Mertz and Mackie Jopp also recorded an assist. The next match is against Pittsburgh Riverhounds on August 22nd. But anyway, we'll wrap up the news and get into the match preview. And the match preview is for Toronto FC. It's Wednesday at the Benz at 7 p.m. And uh, yeah, Toronto FC, you know, it's... You, you try to kind of, uh, you, you look at the, the standings and you're, you know, looking and you're looking and you're looking and it, they're at the bottom, which is surprising, but uh, because that attacking talent at the top, as we'll, uh, you know, pretty much preview in a second, is really good. So, you know, between essentially what's happened uh, when you had Chris Armas and uh, now you don't, uh, you have a new coach. Still not much has changed. <laughs> yeah, and, right. Uh, yeah. yeah. So it's kind of crazy, but, uh, you know, especially for a team that, by a lot of pundits, was going to finish as high as third. I mean, yeah. Ooh, yeah, they <laughs> sit below Cincinnati. Like, that was the most shocking bit to me. Yes. It's so, a- yeah. I mean, you you have talent. Like, okay, yes, they're aging, but still, Bradley, Altidore, you know, Pasuelo. I mean, what's happening here? You, you signed Jefferson Saltado. Saltado, yeah. exactly. Yeah. I mean, it's like, what's happening? And like, you know, he's a DP player. He comes in and then, yeah, you win maybe like uh, one match or two and then still the slide continues. Oh, God. It's wild. But yeah. uh, last season, yeah, they were second in the Eastern Conference. So, you know, uh, yeah, they didn't in the off season really uh, changed too much, and that's to their detriment for sure. Yes, yeah. you also lose Greg Vanny as the head coach from last year who went to LA Galaxy. That's probably the key, yeah. You have uh, pretty much players that are just like lost souls probably that, yeah, you, you know, they're, uh, they're, I mean, I'm not going to maybe go this far with the metaphor, but I'm already kind of walking down it. So uh, they're Lord and Savior. <laughs> <laughs> That's right. pretty much led them astray. All right. And uh, they pretty much don't it's, have uh, a guy that leads them pretty it's, much. It's like uh, it's like a generation of Arsenal fans who were led astray <laughs> oh by God. Thierry Henry. Oh, my God. <laughs> All right. We're going to move on swiftly from that because that's, uh, that's a whole thing to unpack there that we won't get into here. But, uh, yeah, so key losses, uh, Pablo Piatti, uh, definitely, a, you know, I think a useful player. I would have taken him, actually. Uh, during the off season, but yeah, 
They lost him, didn't really gain many players, if any players, in the offseason. And then they signed Saltado, of course. But uh, in terms of uh, yeah, our history against them, it's not good. But I think this is our best chance ever to get another win against them. Uh, it's four wins for them to our one, 12 goals to our eight, and there's one draw between us. But also, uh, yeah, let's get into some of their players to watch if they were to be dangerous. Uh, let's hope they're not. Let's hope this is not a trap game. But uh, Pozuelo, of course, reigning MLS MVP. Uh, Altidore, he's back in the squad now. He's not frozen out anymore. And uh, Jonathan Osorio, um, you know, a guy that definitely is still very dangerous. And, uh, you know, we'll need to keep an eye on all three of them if they play. So, you know, it's definitely one of those things. Uh, but let's get into the injuries and availability reports. We'll give you a crack at it in terms of some of these, uh, <laughs> these names. But, yeah, go ahead. This is a welcome back. Yeah, uh, yeah. so uh, Io Akinola's big one, probably torn ACL. He's going to be out. Of course, uh, Subasa Endo, lower body, will be out. Uh, Jaquil Marshall Ruddy, not sure why he's out, but he's not going to be available. Uh, the probably recently acquired Dom Dwyer, uh, questionable with a lower body injury, and Chris Mabinga, uh, defender, is also questionable with lower body injury. So, uh, yeah, some kind of significant names on that list. Significant names for sure, and uh, also, yeah, who's out for Elena? Oh, yeah. Uh, Emerson Hyman, of course, the uh, 20 sale will be out for the season. Will Adams still unavailable due to the left quad injury. Uh, Moraney is questionable. Brooks Lennon is also questionable. He did come in over the weekend, so, uh, you know, it's probably a precautionary uh, listing. Uh, Franco Ibarra, questionable with a lower body injury. And uh, Luis Araujo is questionable due to visa-related issues. Hey, you got it on the second time. All right. <laughs> <laughs> but uh, here we go. Uh, for the predicted starting 11, and uh, we'll go through the lines together. Yeah. Uh, Goose, yeah. Uh, of course. Yeah. Of course. Yeah. And, uh, yeah, in terms of uh, the shape, are you going to change it? No, I, uh, I think it's going to be three, I guess you call it four. Yeah, three, four, three. Um, yeah, you know, I think. think okay. Yeah. And so, yeah, who's in your back line? So, back line, uh, Franco, Robinson, and Walks, or however, I guess Franco's been in the middle mm -hmm. with Robinson on the right. Uh, but how, you know, I wouldn't change that necessarily. So, mm -hmm. uh, yeah, roll with that back three. Yeah, likewise. And, uh, yeah, into the wing backs, uh, I have Lennon coming in. Uh, I think, yeah, that's kind of why, like, Ronald Hernandez hasn't played a ton of minutes. Uh, so, you know, his match fitness is still kind of being built up. Lennon, uh, yeah. I think he's going to come in for a midweek match. Bello, yeah, I mean, the understudy is Mike Ambrose, who has been, he's been torched uh, the past few times that he's come in. And so I think Bello comes in again, and maybe he gets a, you know, maybe sub out if we're leading, hopefully, something like that. Who right. knows? But what about for you? Uh, so I have Hernandez uh, retaining his right wing back spot. Um, I have Bello at uh, left wing back, and then uh, did we do the midfield yet? We, we haven't yet, but let's address who you think is going to be the uh, the starting right back. Then are, are you choosing Herna like Hernandez is going to be? Uh, yeah, is he the guy who wins out for you, or I don't know. Um, I could, yeah, yeah. Because you have been also high on Brooks Lennon. So. Yeah, yeah, I could see Hernandez winning. Because thing is, like Brooks Lennon is not. Uh, a natural defender. Mm -hmm. I do think right wing back would be a good spot for him, but 
Hernandez has also equipped himself well there. Um, Lennon could also play right wing. So I do think that Ronald Hernandez probably will end up playing more right back. Uh, and maybe uh, Lennon is just used up the field more. Okay. All right. All right. So, uh, yeah, in terms of the midfields, I mean, definitely very interesting. A lot of people could play here at the moment. Uh, Hosetu is in a good run of form, uh, but he hasn't played a ton of minutes. I wouldn't be so readily, uh, you know, wanting to put him back in. For me, Sadich comes in. Uh, and Sosa, again, we don't have a backup for, you know, the defensive midfielder position, so Sosa is it. <laughs> what about you? <laughs> right, yeah, so of course Sosa retains his spot. Um, I actually think Moreno is going to drop into the spot for this match. Mm, okay, yeah. So very attacking, it's going to seem. Uh, so, yeah, I think uh, Moreno is going to be kind of more for me, kind of in that 10 role. Right. Uh, and then... I'm just going to go up top already then. Uh, Barco and Joseph up top for me. Yeah. Uh, kind of that 3-5-2 look. Yeah. Um, for me, so I have Lennon, actually, at right wing uh, in this particular setup. Um, Joseph, of course, bar uh, retaining his spot and Barco to the left. Okay. All right. So, yeah, I mean, really attacking. You get some width with uh, Lennon and, uh, yeah, that control with Moreno. But he's going to have to do a lot of that dirty work. Yeah. And, uh, might be might be a tough ask in a midweek game. We'll see. Yeah, I think uh, Hernandez probably will have to do a lot of covering for him as well. All right. Uh, from the right wing spot to mm -hmm. right wing back spot. I mean. Yeah, so that will be very interesting indeed. But, uh, you know, that feeds us into our score prediction. So what do you got, man? Uh, I got us winning 2-0. I'm fairly confident, uh, I think, well. in this uh, result. I mean, Toronto... Uh, just read off some stats here. 3.4 shots on target per match is good for 25th in the league. Uh, 2.1 goals conceded per game is the worst in the league. Uh, and they only have one clean sheet, which is tied for worst in the league. I mean, this is a team I think that we should be putting to the sword. It's why I think that they should come out with an attacking setup. Uh, this has got to be three points, I think, because Atlanta pushes towards the playoff spot, and I think they do it. Yeah. I don't think this should be overlooked. This has trap game written all over it, and I really hope it's not the case. I'm knocking on some wood over here. <laughs> but uh, yeah, I think it's a 2-1 win, and uh, yeah, not a shutout, but I'll take it. Uh, yeah, three wins on the bounce. Yes, absolutely. Uh, compound and add to this winning streak. But uh, yeah, what do you guys think? Let us know in the comments below. But uh, that wraps it up for the match preview and pretty much the entire show except for the question of the day. So the question of the day is, do you think the new additions of Luis Arujo and Gonzalo Pineda puts us over the top? Yeah, I mean, do does it allow us, you know, to make the playoffs? Let us know in the comments below. But, and that's it for us today. Remember to subscribe to us if you haven't already. Share this episode and leave us a review and rating so we can pop up higher in your rankings. For Mark, I'm AJ. Thanks so much for listening.